My name is Nina Simone Wright. I'm an actress, producer, author, philanthropist, business owner, baddie, prayer warrior. <laughs> yes, she prays. And most of all, I love me some God. And guess what? I believe you don't have to choose that you can be authentically you. So, welcome to The Nina Show, where righteous meets ratchet. Oh, hey everybody, and welcome to The Nina Show, where righteous meets ratchet, okay? So first of all, y'all know I'm a little late today on this Tuesday, okay? And one of the things that God was really specific to me about was when I started doing this podcast slash show, was that I would have to be just as dedicated to it as I have been to other projects. Like for some of y'all who don't know, who have just hopped on this Nina ride with me, know that for the last eight and a half years, I have done a prayer call every Tuesday, no matter where I am, 6.30 in the morning, Pacific time uh, and 9.30 Eastern time every Tuesday, no matter where I am, I always am on that prayer call. And one of the things that God was really like, if you're going to do this, you have to do the same thing. And so I apologize. I was out in Vegas with the precious Lamb of God and that went really well. The only thing is, is I don't know if anybody else can like sit with me in this. Y'all, since I have been in my 30s, my menstrual cramps have been warning to take me out. You know, I mean, I was just like, Lord, <laughs> whatever I did to deserve this, God, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I apologize. I'm so sorry because I was in so much pain. And it got me to thinking about abuse. And I'm starting to think that my menstrual cramps have been abusing me. So that is the topic of today. <laughs> It is called, am I being abused? Am I being abused? Have I been abused? So in order to answer that question, we got to go to the definition, Connie, because you know ain't nothing like an educated woman and we like to be educated or educated brother, whoever listening y'all, y'all got to be educated. I don't like ignorance, child. So listen, by Merriam-Webster dictionary, it says, Abuse, a noun, a corrupt practice or custom, improper or excessive use or treatment, misuse, language that condemns or vilifies usually unjustly, intemperately, and angrily. Okay. Number four is physical maltreatment and abuse as a verb to put to a wrong or improper use, to use excessively to use or treat so as to injure or damage, to attack in words. All right, so that is what we have for abuse. There's also one other word. I guess that's that's pretty good. So I did a little bit of research, you know, because like I said, my family owns a behavioral mental health facility called Serenity Community Service. So I like to be educated. OK. And one of the things that I really enjoy about this time of life is that everybody's so into therapy. Right. But a lot of times they misuse things like a lot of people love to call everybody a narcissist. Oh, that's a he's a narcissist. She's a narcissist. Everybody just a narcissist. honey. Everybody is a narcissist. And the truth is, is there is only but a small, small percent of people who can really be clinically diagnosed with narcissism. 
Now, is the truth that people do have narcissistic traits and characteristics and has it grown since we've seen the uh, expansion of social media and everybody on their phone like this and I'm so cute and it's all about me, 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 me? Absolutely. But when we talk about giving people the right diagnosis, we want to make sure they give we give it to them correctly because if we begin to give people titles that they are not, then they when they become it, then we all mad. Because really what he was was a, a broken person. Really what she was was really hurt. But you don't call them a narcissist. So now you got to deal with narcissistic tendencies because they don't took on some of this on, on their own. So anyway, I digress. That was just my little rant about narcissism. Y'all misusing all these terms. I need y'all to go read about something and stop always just, just, just thinking stuff. But okay. So physical abuse is one type of abuse. Emotional abuse. Sexual abuse. Financial abuse. Digital abuse sexual coercion, reproductive coercion, stalking. These are the types of abuse that we're going to talk about today. So physical abuse, some examples of, of this might be pulling up your hair, punch, slap, kick, bite, choke, or smother you, forbid you, or prevent you from eating or sleeping, use weapons against you, prevent you from contacting emergency services, harm your children and or pets, drive recklessly or dangerously with you in the car or abandon you in unfamiliar places. Ooh, child. Force you to use drugs or alcohol, especially if you have a history of substance abuse, trapping you in your home or preventing you from leaving, throw objects at you, prevent you from taking prescribed medication or deny you necessary medical treatment. So those are the definitions of physical abuse. Emotional abuse will look something like this calling you names, insulting you, or constantly criticizing you, acting jealous or possessive and refusing to trust you, isolating you from family, friends, or other people in your life because it makes someone easier to control, monitoring your activities with or without your knowledge, including demanding to know where you go, who you contact, and how you spend your time, attempting to control what you wear, including clothes, makeup, and hairstyle. Oh, Lord, I don't mean abuse humiliating you in any way especially in front of others gaslighting you by preventing you pretending not to understand or refusing to listen to you question your recollection of facts events or sources trivializing your needs or feelings or denying previous statements or promises that's what gaslighting is threatening you your children your family or your pets Damaging your belongings, including throwing objects, punching walls, kicking doors, blaming you for their abusive behaviors, accusing you of cheating or cheating themselves and blaming you for their actions, cheating on you to intentionally hurt you and threatening to cheat again. <laughs> They're better than you, okay? Telling you that you're lucky to be with them and that you'll never find someone better. Okay, let me, before I move on to sexual abuse and the rest of these, let me tell y'all that I don't know a person listening to this who, based off of what I just went through, this list of abuse, and this is all based on me doing my research, has not been abused. Am I the only person who's like reading this like, ooh, I don't have somebody do that to me. Ooh, have I done that to somebody else? Ooh, that's important. And the point of this show is so that you can see yourself properly. I am very big on people being self-aware. I am very self-aware. 
And I try to operate my friendships and my relationships with people who, where I can be honest and they can be honest with me. There are very few people who come into my life that cannot say things to me. Whether, whether I agree with them or not, I'm going li to listen to you. Girl, you know he ain't about nothing. You know you need to leave him alone. Da -da 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 -da, blah, 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 blah. I listen. Am I going to abide you? Am I going to do what you sell me to do? Maybe not. Maybe so. But I always try to let people be a mirror to me because I realize that sometimes I just don't get it right. And so my prayer and my hope from this particular talking about abuse and what it looks like is that maybe you will see if you have been abused and you can stop that. Maybe you can show whoever you feel like has been abusing you that they are, because a lot of us, especially in the African-American community, do not know the correct terminology for stuff. And so they go undiagnosed, okay? And you can see for yourself, am I abusive? And you don't know it. Because a lot of times we just don't see ourselves properly. All right, so moving on. So we talked about emotional abuse, physical abuse. All right. So I will talk about the time that I've experienced physical abuse and a time that I have it exerted physical abuse. OK, so without divulging everybody's information, I will tell this story because we've gotten past it. So I never forget. I was probably like 21, 22. And I was out with a girlfriend of mine. She and I had just made up because she was talking to this guy who was trash. Well, needless to say, we were out, we were having a good time. You know, we was with the guy who was trash or whatever, but having a good time. I'm minding my business. I'm not inserting myself. I'm letting her do her own thing. I had to learn that. So the next thing I know, Ann walks these girls. And I'm like, who are these girls? We're just sitting there, we chitter chatting. And she starts talking. And I'm like, oh, hey. And she's like, well, what's your name? She has a whole little attitude. So come to find out, it was the guy who's trash, his other girl. So we leave. My friend is like, girl, I can't even leave because he got the keys to my car because we had rode with them. So I'm like, okay, well, tell him to meet us off of Spring Street. I'm in town. I was living in New York at the time. I was in town for a little bit. And so she, he let, she let him know to meet her off of Spring Street. And the next thing you know, he comes up, she rolls down the window, I'm driving. She rolls down the window and he opens up the door. Next thing you know, he's hurling all these insults, verbal abuse at me. You be, you be, you supposed to be your boss be. You up here sharing information, blase, blase, blah, all this other kind of stuff. So y'all know me. Some just fell in my house. So y'all know me. I look and I'm like, you got one more time. <laughs> you got one more time to call me a B. Well, needless to say, you know, he did. And so I went from the driver's seat to the passenger seat. And me and him was fighting out in the street over there at the BP off of Spring Street in Atlanta. Okay. Now, let me tell y'all how this fight went. I used to have a belly button ring. I have a belly button ring no more. Okay. Because we was out there bagging and tagging. Okay. Now, when people ask, when I tell this story, I tell it all the time. When people ask me to tell this story, the first thing they ask is, well, where was your friend? Friend didn't jump in. Friend did not participate in this. Okay. I realized, looking back on it, how much that was a physically abusive, very clear, physically abusive situation, right? 
But at that time, I did not see it as that. I just saw it as me fighting for my life and my respect at that moment. Let's go on to a time when I was an abuser. So, <laughs> oh my God, my lunch can tell this story better. And I'm, I'm diluting some of these stories, okay? But I never forget, I was living in New York again. And there was this guy that I was dating and he had been two-timing me. And so one day we were in the car and my lunch was in the back or whatever. And he was just being so disrespectful, saying all, all this mean stuff to me. And the next thing you know, I just took off my shoe and I just started beating him. Yeah, I done told you and all of these other kind of stuff just going off on this man. And I remember my line sister pulling me out the car, that Jada Chanel, pulling me out the car and saying, Nina, come back, come back. I said, no, I don't want to come back. I'm going to kill him, Jada. I'm going to kill him. Well, needless to say, the man is still amongst the living. But I realized that I, in that moment, was an abuser. So I tell you those stories to let you know that nobody's above being abused and or abusing someone. Okay. So those are that's my example of physical abuse. Um, and let's see, sexual abuse. You may have experienced this. Make you dress in a sexual way you're uncomfortable with, insult you in sexual ways, or call you explicit names, force and manipulate you into having sex or performing sexual acts, especially when you're sick, tired, or physically injured from their abuse, strangle you or restrain you during sex without your consent, hold you down during sex without your consent, Hurt you with weapons or objects during sex. Involve other people in your sexual activities against your will. Ignore your feelings regarding sex. Force you to watch or make pornography. Intentionally give you or attempt to give you a sexually tr transmitted infection. Okay, so that is sexual abuse. Financial abuse. Providing an allowance and closely monitoring how you spend it. Including demanding receipts for your purchases. Depositing your paycheck into an account you can't access, presenting you, pre preventing you from viewing or accessing bank accounts, stopping you from working, limiting the hours that you can work, getting you fired or forcing you to work certain types of jobs, maxing out your credit cards without permission, not paying credit card bills or otherwise harming your credit score, stealing money from you, your family or your friends. Withdrawing money from children's savings accounts without your permission. Living in your home but refusing to work or contribute to the household. Uh-oh. Ooh. Forcing you to provide them with your tax returns or confiscating joint tax returns. Refusing to provide money for necessary or shared expenses like food, clothing, transportation, medical care, or medicine. And I want to add to financial abuse, something that I've experienced is also... And I've seen it happen, especially in the culture of women who are now, you know, when I was growing up as a millennial, it was all about independent woman. I remember we had the songs, Neil, she got her own thing. That's why I love her. I'm all about independent. Now it's bag me, tag me, get me, get me, daddy. Do it for me, do it with me. Gotta get this baggy. Oh, that's a hit. I just came up with that with all the top of my dome. Mm -hmm. But what sometimes that can that can lead you to young ladies and a lot of people don't talk to you about this is financial abuse i remember there was this lady who i used to work with named jewel tankard and she had this thing called i think it was called the millionaire wives club and basically what it was was older women or or women who had been married to a man who had money 
And once the man died or once the man left them, they were left with nothing. Because a lot of times when whoever has the money, the power balance is off. And so you often experience, well, why I got to get that for you? Or ever since I met you, I've been taking care of you or all of these things, you know, they begin to get verbally abusive because they have the power in the marriage. And so they don't get you what you need because they are financially abusing or they use the thing of if you do this, then I'll do that. A lot of times we don't see that as abuse when it is. If you stay in the house all day tomorrow, then maybe I'll buy you those shoes you want. If you suck my pee pee the way I want it, then maybe I'll buy you those, those shoes you want. If you have sex with however the way I want it, then I will get you these. And we don't see that as financial abuse, but it is. Okay, moving on. Digital abuse. I don't know if we, we had any of these, but we're, I'm going to read them off just to make sure. Telling you who you can or can't follow or be friends with on social media. Uh-oh! <laughs> Sending you negative insulting or threatening messages or email. Well, using social media to track your activities, insulting or humiliating you in their posts online, including posting unflattering photos or videos, sending, requesting, or pressuring you to send unwanted explicit photos or videos, sex or otherwise compromising messages, Stealing or insisting on being given your account passwords, constantly texting you or making you feel like you can't be separated from your phone for fear that you'll anger them. Oh, goodness. Looking through your phone or checking up on your pictures, texts, and phone records. Woo, I'm sorry. I got to take a little. Woo. Okay, y'all. Using any kind of technology such as spyware or GPS and a or GPS and a car or phone to monitor your activities, using smartphone technology, smart speakers, or security cameras to track your movement, communications, and activities, creating fake social media profiles in your name and image, or using your phone or email to send messages to others pretending to be you as a way to harass or isolate you. Wow. Okay. So let me let me say this let me preface this by saying digital abuse is just something that i stumbled upon today i didn't have a preference when i actually looked this up but now that i'm going through it i'm hearing it does anybody can anybody identify with that has anybody been with some man who was like and let me see your phone phone check has anybody taken a man's phone um and put a GPS, that's considered abuse. Sending requesting or press, pressuring you to send illicit photos, insulting you or humiliating you, using social media to track your activities. Wow. Wow. Okay. Our next type of abuse is sexual coercion. And these are ways that sexual coercion can occur. Implying that you owe them something sexually in exchange for previous actions, gift, or consent. Giving you drugs or alcohol to loosen up your inhibitions. Using your relationship status as leverage, including by demanding sex as a way to prove your love or by threatening to cheat or leave. 
reacting with sadness, anger, or resentment if you say no or don't immediately agree to something or trying to normalize their sexual demands by saying that they need it. Continuing to pressure you after you say no or intimidating you into fear that it what, what will happen if you say no. All right. So we've heard about what sexual coercion is. This is reproductive coercion. Refusing to use a condom or other types of birth control. Uh-oh. Breaking or removing a condom before or during sex or refusing to pull out. Lying about methods of birth control. Uh-oh, ladies. Either a, a vasectomy or being on the pill. Removing birth control methods like rings, IUDs, or contraceptive patches. Withholding money to purchase birth control. Monitoring your menstrual cycle to inform their abuse. Hmm. Forcing pregnancy or not supporting your decisions about when or if to have children. Intentionally becoming pregnant against your wishes. Forcing you to get an abortion or presenting, preventing you from getting one. Threatening you or acting violent if you don't agree to, to end or continue a pregnancy. Keeping you pregnant by getting you pregnant again shortly after you have a child. These are reproductive coercions, which is a form of what? abuse stalking is our last kind stalking can look like showing up at your home or workplace unannounced or uninvited sending you unwanted text messages letters emails or voicemails leaving you unwanted items gifts or flowers calling you or hanging up repeatedly or making unwanted phone calls to you your employer a professor or a loved one using social media or technology to track your activities spreading rumors about you or your or you online manipulating other people to investigate your life including using someone else's social media account to look at your profile or befriending your friends in order to get information about you waiting around at places you spend time damaging your home car or other property hiring a private investigator to follow or find you as a way of knowing your location or movements okay now that we've gotten through and gave you some examples of some abuse, I just want to ask you, have you ever experienced any of these abuse? And whether or not you agree with every type of, of example that they use, there's some that I don't agree with. And I'm like, yeah, they could be stretching it, but they've probably done that just to safeguard the people who are have, it, have had these activities happen to them in an extreme light. But the point that I'm trying to make and what I want to talk today is about what abuse look like, what abuse feels like, and how we can change abusive tendencies. So the only way that I believe that you can change abuse is once you call it for what it is. I know that there have been relationships, even friendships, that I feel like I've been abused in, whether it be physically, emotionally, financially, even I believe that platonic relationships, you can be abused. You can be abused by... Nina, what's the problem? Being spoken too ugly. You can be abused by people not always reciprocating what it is that you give. You're constantly the one giving. You're constantly the one uh, 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 sewing. You're constantly the one uh, doing for. And so you never get that back. And so oftentimes people do take advantage of and abuse friendships and connections in that way. And so as we talk about abuse, I want to talk about now that you've heard this, how can you have a conversation with an abuser? How can you have a conversation with yourself and say, 
hmm, there are points in my life where I have been abusive to other people. I gave you two stories. I gave you when I was abused because I was fighting for somebody else who didn't even jump in the fight with me. Funny story, we over it now. And the time when I was abusing because he had me messed up in these streets. You thought you were going, and so I had to fight him. Both awful situations that I was in, but it was forms of abuse. Now that we're listening to what digital abuse is, I can honestly say that I have been digitally abused by relationships, even situationships. Because you posted that video on social media, I no longer want to date you romantically. Now that I think about it, that is digital abuse. You're abusing or you are trying to, to control what it is that I do and taking away your love as a result of what I've done. And so I think one of the biggest things, uh, as I was doing my research, one of the biggest things that abusers do is try to have control. And the reason why people who need control have to have it is because they feel so out of control in every other aspect of their lives. And so as we are on this journey, we're on this journey to wholeness, we're seeing, am I being abused? Have I been abusive to other people? My question to you is, if you have been abused by other people, do you feel like you have the verbiage to say, ouch? Do you feel like you have the verbiage to say, wait a minute, per the Nina show, <laughs> this is emotional abuse. You have called me a name. You are acting very jealous and possessive. You've been isolating me from my family. You've been trying to control what I wear because people, men do it. And one of the things that I often feel like people always ask me, like, girl, how are you so single, um, you know, with everything that you have going on? And I have to say this and I can speak for a lot of my girlfriends, too. Oftentimes I find myself being with men who are extremely controlling. As a matter of fact, all my friends are like, now, nah, Nina, don't don't do don't you meet no more. Don't bring no more controlling men up in here. And one of my good friends pointed it out to me, you know, it was always, oh, when you met me, I could be all fabulous. But now that I'm putting on makeup, what you getting all dressed up for? This is who I am. When you met me, it was okay that I had the booty choice on. But now I got the change. When you met me, it was okay that I was talking to my friends all the time on the phone. But now I have to change. When you met me, I was working remotely, but now it's a problem for you. And so when we talk about abuse, one of the biggest factors that we can see with abusive people and abusive scenarios is that they are losing control and they want to maintain control. So the only way that people can abuse you is when they feel like they can have control over you. All right, that's my first tip. That, that is my first point. So where are you giving away your power for an abuser to control? What is it that you feel the submissiveness that you need to give up so that someone feels like they can come in and control? And I will tell you, I was having a conversation. It was recently on my birthday. And they were like, one of the reasons why I felt like, um, I was always attracting these really like controlling men is because I really believe in gender roles. 
And I really believe in submiss submissiveness. You know, I grew up with my mom will make the plate for my dad. And okay, you know, when I went when I went with my man, she's like, oh my man, my man, my man, my man. I'm just gonna sit back and let my man do everything. And the problem with that is you meet these men, they just like be ready at seven. Okay, I'm ready at seven. Uh, wear some black. Okay, I'm gonna wear some black. Do this. Okay, I'm gonna do that. And then the next thing you know, you see all of these tendencies and you don't see them as control in the beginning, but they've been setting you setting you up for that. And so finding the sweet spot of finding someone who I believe can lead me, but someone who is not broken and someone who understands that in order for you to lead me does not mean that you have control over me, but you do have a, a way for me to be vulnerable because it's something sexy, something meek about when a woman submits. You know, I have a friend, um, I have a few friends who are housewives. And I always, what is the word I want to use? I have so much respect for them. And so much like, wow. And the, the reason why I say wow is because I don't think that people understand what it means when you, as a woman or man, literally lay your life in somebody else's hands. For me to stop working today and trust that you are going to take care of every bill, that you're going to make sure I got a roof over my head, that you're going to make sure that uh, my kids is fed, that you're going to make sure that we can go on vacation, that you're going to make sure that I got health insurance, that you're going to make sure I have everything and I'm be able to rest comfortably. And not when you get mad, you're going to be like, I've been taking care of you since the day I met you. That is something so phenomenal. And I, I, I think some of the problems with me personally is how I've been able to get into these controlling relationships because I yearn for that without doing the due diligence of seeing, okay, Yes, you are able to provide these things, but are you going to do it in a way that is healing and restful and still respects me for the woman that I am? Am I rambling? I hope I'm not. I hope I'm making sense. <laughs> I hope I'm making sense. Okay. So that is what abuse is. My prayer is that now that I have explained abuse, not just the physical kind, not just the emotional abuse, but all the abuses that I have explained that you guys have heard something. And I know for me personally, I didn't know that I was in an abusive relationship until I did my research. And I thought, and I broke down what abuse was. And I heard all of these things and I saw exactly, and it was spelled out right here. And so at that moment I was like, oh shoot, I'm being abused. And that was the thing that made me stop allowing it to happen. And then also the person, when I named it, when I named it, when I named, this is what I, I'm experiencing from you. I'm experiencing abuse. Them not knowing that what they were doing was abusive gave them this, the, the wherewithal to say, let me go get help. 
Let me go get myself together because I don't want to be an abusive person. I don't want to be this way. And I think that that segues into something else that was really on my heart. I, I find, like I said earlier, you know, in my relationship, I try to be very transparent and, and have an open door policy. And it's probably from the profession that all my family is in. But making a space where you can be honest with people about what it is that you see and they can be honest with you. I never forget. I, you know, at times, you know, I've always struggled with my weight. It's been up, it's been down, it's been up, it's been down, it's been up, it's been down. And so I typically keep friends who are honest with me. You know, I got this one friend, she work out all the time. She got all these doggone ads every time I'm around her. And she just get on my nerves. She really do. I love her. But she get on my nerves because every time, you know, you want a little Popeye's chicken, she ain't going to have none of that with you. What she is going to ask you is, did you work out today? Because we got girls. We got girls. And so I try my best when I know that I'm a little bit heavy to stay away from her because we got goals. We got goals, but she's a mirror in that way. Same is true with my my mom. You know, I, I know when I gain some weight, I'm not going home to go see Melanie because I don't feel like it or my other best friend, Jazz, because she going to take the potato chips out of my hand and be like, baby, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. You know, my other friend Eunice, they all do that for us. And so sometimes we have to be a light and a mirror to our friends and say, I think that this, you might be in an abusive relationship. That sounds like abuse. And sometimes not be afraid to call it what it is. Because the only way that you're going to heal is when it is called what it is, right? Okay. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Nina Show. So we're back in my favorite segment called Ask Nina. And it's just basically where if you ask me a question, I answer in Righteous and Ratchet Nina. And so if you have a question for me, you can email asknina.simone at gmail.com and one of my producers will reach out to you. So today somebody wrote in and they asked this question. Hi, Nina. Oh, I'm out of breath, y'all. Hold on, let me catch breath. <laughs> this is a lot to do this show. I'm not gonna play all the different segments and I do a lot of talking. It says, hi, Nina, I'm 15 years old and I feel like I already know who my husband is. Do you, girl? I've been dating this guy and I really like him. The only problem is his mom. Every time I come around her, I feel so low. She talks crazy to me. My boyfriend accidentally told me that she called me a B-I-T-C-H and that I wasn't allowed at her house any longer. I really don't know what to do. I don't want to be disrespectful, but I literally cannot with her. Help! Okay. First of all, I know that you... Okay. Okay, let's take a breath. First of all, baby, you're 15. I know you feel like you know who your husband is. He, he, he may very well be that. You know, it don't take all day for men to realize what they got. And some people, sometimes they do actually. You know what? I take that back. But let's talk about you. The reality is, is that nobody should be allowed to mistreat you. I don't care if it's his mama, his sister, his cousin. You got a mama too. I never forget when I was having an altercation with one of my friends, my mama said, my mama said to me, she said, just remind them that you have a mama too. So if their mama want to get ugly, your mama can get there too. So just remind him of that. But I think the reality is, and it's hard to say this because you are 15, but I can share a story of, I have two younger brothers and both of them are in serious relationships. One is about to get married soon. And one of their uh, fiancés told us that, you know, 
um, when he came, when he brought her to come meet myself and my mom, he set the precedence that, okay, if you don't get along with my mom and my sister, we're not moving forward. And he also, what she doesn't know is he also came to us and said, y'all be nice to such and such because this is the person I want to be with. A lot of times we as women think that the discord that we have is just between us. But the reality is, is that it is also the job of the man to look at both, both sides and say, all right, now we're not having none of it. So if he respects you, and again, y'all are 15, there's only so much that you understand at this age. But what I would say to you is I will have a serious conversation with him about what my expectations are for him. Because we're talking about you think you know who your husband is. A husband protects and he provides. So if you cannot protect me from your mother, you cannot protect me from all of the hidden unseen dangers that happen in this world and this thing called life. So baby, what I would do is I would let him know, quite frankly, I will not continue on in any relationship with your mother disrespecting me. So you're gonna have to have a very frank conversation with her and with both of us and so we can get to a place of respect without any discord. That's your mom, she's your family, I love her, I wanna be a part of you all's life, but I don't want to for her to feel like she can disrespect me and I don't wanna feel like I then have to disrespect her because it's not the way that I want to raise my children and not the way the precedence that I wanna set. So I would just have a real conversation with him. Perhaps your father's in, uh, in your life. And if so, then I would have my dad have a conversation with him. And maybe he needs a little guidance on how to have that conversation with his mom, seeing as he is still underage. But that is like the biggest thing that I would say. And just as you, one of the things that I wish my parents would have taught me earlier was how to be more selfish. I felt like I grew up in church. And so I was very much like, do the right thing, turn the other's cheek, be good to people. And all of that came out with me being second class. And so when you treat yourself as a second class citizen, everybody else is. Friendships, boyfriends, girlfriends, everybody else is gonna treat you as second class. None of your needs are gonna come first to anybody but you. And so what I would say is at 15, if I could talk, go back and talk to little Nina, I would say, your thoughts, your dreams, your desires, your businesses, your homes, your house, they are just as important as everybody else's. And so don't let anybody make you feel like you are second class. Okay? Thank you so much for that question. I hope I answered it. Um, yeah, I hope I answered it. Okay, stay tuned for more of The Nina Show. Oh, so on this episode of Say What Now? Y'all, this is the place where my mama said we don't watch the news. So I'm going to just put y'all in on a little something that happened on the news. And she might be right because I've been looking on this thing and it's real depressing. Real depressing. Uh, two young people got shot. One um, black teen shot in the head after knocking on the wrong door. <laughs> Thankfully, he's doing well. But another young lady who did a U-turn in the wrong neighborhood was shot and killed and she is not doing well. And that brings me to the abuse of firearms but you know what really made me sad about the news today was that i heard that harry belafonte died oh harry 
Harry was so nice looking back in the day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, you know, that was a fine black man, you know. I ain't seen a fine black man that, like that in a minute. You know what I'm saying? But I digress and I uh, I uh, uh, get off subject. But, you know, hallelujah for the fine black man. Can we get a round of applause for those? Because Harry did a good work, you know. It was good. It was a really good work. Amen. Amen. Moving on. Well, you know, I never like to leave you without a word and a word of prayer. And so as we're talking about abuse, I know that we can't bring up that whole big on Pandora's box. We don't learn about physical abuse, emotional abuse, um, digital abuse, all types of different types of abuse that we, you know, had to learn all these things about. And so as we're talking about that, we also have to talk about healing, acceptance and healing, because we learned that only way that you can disarm an abuser is by calling abuse what it is. This is abuse. And just by saying ouch is enough to stop the abuse. A lot of times, sometimes people don't know that they are abused. So when we do call it, then they have a mirror to be able to see themselves. And so that's really important. One of the things that I had to realize is, do I trust God to heal every part of me? And I remember there were years ago when I was, uh, my cousin Brianna had just passed. My auntie Kim was um sick and my other friend Jarvis were at the other side of Emory and so I'm in the hospital chapel just praying it's a Tuesday too I just got the prayer call Lord I thank you that you gonna heal them from the front of their head to the soles of their feet you know just really believing and declaring well needless to say neither one of them were healed they both passed and I had to be honest with God and say God I don't know you to be a healer in this way and I could hear my grandmother's voice that said just keep on living and so for the people who don't believe that God can heal them in a way that they really hurt, I want to say, just keep on living. Every day that you breathe, every moment, that you, every step you take is a promise to God that he is going to fulfill his promise to you. So if you don't know how to say, ouch, perhaps it's the time. I use the analogy that uh, God is like a good father. And I say that, you know, when you have children, you hear them cry this one cry, you come running and you be like, hold up, my child needs me. That's how it is with God. God sees our tears and he watches them and they make him come and run to us. He's moved by them. And so I just want you to pray with me that, God, I just thank you right now, God, for this moment. I thank you, oh God, that all your promises are yes and amen in Christ. And so I pray that you would heal us from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet. Heal us in places that we didn't know hurt, Father God. I thank you, oh God, that we would have a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of wisdom, and a wealth of understanding and grace for other people. God, I thank you, oh God, that we are no longer abused and we are no longer abusers, but we have the verbiage and the understanding, Father God, to be able to understand that everything that you said this shall be done in jesus name and so holy spirit i pray that something good will happen to everybody under the sound of my voice to let them know that you see them that you hear them and that you have something great for them in jesus name amen well thank y'all so much for calling in i be having to check <laughs> because my storage runs out on my device so thank y'all so much for calling in and thank you for tuning in for the nina show i'll talk to you later bye now, I know you like that episode of Nina Show. Don't forget to share it with a friend now. And make sure you follow me on all platforms at Nina Simone Wright. Now, listen, you can like, you can comment, and you can subscribe. But you better keep it cute or else, baby, I'm going to put you on mute, okay?